Alrighty, ladies and gents, welcome, welcome on in to another episode of the 6 out of 10 Not Bad podcast uh, over on the Senshudo channel uh, with myself, Tiny Pixels, and as ever, I am joined by the rather lovely Squall Muzzer. Sam, how are you doing today, darling? Yeah, I'm not too bad. You know what I've noticed? It's like every time you put like extra special emphasis on the not bad, but it's slightly different every time. Is I it can really? like, yeah, it's, it's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I feel I just like, like to notice a variety in it. I feel like it's it's a pro because this unfortunately the six out of ten is my fault. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, angry uh, letters written into PO box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Very much. It's, no, it's my fault, and so I feel like I have to commit endlessly to the branding now, and every time we mention it, I'm like, you know, it's a 6 out of 10, not bad podcast, um, and people think that I'm actively telling them that it's a, it, it, it's a not bad podcast, and it's like, well, no, it, it's shit, but it's called the 6 out of 10, not bad, and we, we hide it under that, so it's good. It's fine. <laughs> it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah, a little bit. So we weren't here last week, and we, we super apologize for that. Was it last like week I, I like part part of me missed doing it, and the other part of me was so grateful for the sleep. Yes, like so tired after EGX. Like, ugh. EGX was a thing. <laughs> it was a real roller coaster. I feel it was um it was an interesting one because we had uh some accommodation issues. Um, some accommodation issues. We had no internet in a cottage in the middle of nowhere <laughs> with a pipe outside that spewed human excrement across the entryway of where we were staying. But before that, we also had to make a detour to Milton Keynes. Yeah. Uh, we, at which point I left the boys and had a, and had a cider uh, and, and kind of like curled up in a little ball and went, oh, I'm on my own and the boys aren't here and I'm very scared. Um as we say, we, we had the cottage in the middle of nowhere with the excrement incident. We that then was... took the 6 out of 10 podcast on stage. Which was marginally better than the excrement, I feel. <laughs> I, 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 think it was, I think it was better than shoulders above. That statement has upset me so much, I've lost my headphones. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, and that was, that was really good fun. Uh, you guys didn't see the beforehand, so... For the about, it must have been about 25-30 minutes beforehand, we were sat in the audience, kind of getting ready, getting our running order sorted, being mic'd up. Uh, they didn't have a microphone small enough for my head, so that had to be, that had to be electrical taped to the back of my neck! And these two poor lads were... And, 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 and he's pointing at electrical tape, like, as in the stuff that's used to put heavy things on other heavy things very securely. Um, yeah, so that was taped to the back of my head, and these two poor, rather apologetic lads uh, were, were smushing my face and my neck, going, we're so sorry. We're really so sorry. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. We really are sorry. And I'm going, no, it's fine. Just So I had no hair on the back of, on the back of my head for a little while. Um, <laughs> so that was good. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was all good, and we we did that. I think that went really well, actually. We I know we've been vodcasting it on this channel. Um, we're hopefully gonna vodcast it over on my channel soonish. When I and I tried to vodcast yesterday, and it just didn't happen. So Rip. I need to learn how to vodcast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you push a couple of buttons. I'll be honest; it's really not that deeply complex. Well, the problem was I was at a dog show in the in the heart of the the Brecon Beacons. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> With hardly any signal on my phone, I did a three minute stream where I went, This is a dog show! Hello! <laughs> um, <laughs> again, I feel like I should vodcast that several times over. Yeah, just put it on um, repeat. You can you can stack them in the playlist, it'll be fine. There you go, there you go. Um, so yeah, no, I need to work out how vodcasting works, because I looked at it on my phone and went, No. Not today. Not today. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, no, we took the podcast on stage, which was really good. And I had fun with that. I think that went okay. It was the most terrifying, intimidating stage I have ever seen at any of these events mm. ever, ever, ever. Yes. Well, like, as I say, the, the 35 the minutes of... beforehand, we were pacing back and forth. I was pacing back and forth. Uh, I was holding on to my lap and my chair and refusing mm -hmm. to let go. Um, one, of, one of my wonderful community members came over and I almost burst into tears. <laughs> Which is I'm not, fine. I'm not built for that kind of thing. But like, it was like seriously, I would have been more comfortable in the middle of fucking Wembley Arena. Oh. Like it was, it was, it was literally like a fucking altar of games news oh. in the middle of like this arena. <laughs> it was, it was horrifyingly terrifying. Yep. And he came out through like a proper stage. It was like down a catwalk on a proper stage yep. and everything. Previous years, they've just had a couple of sofas plonked on like a, a bit of raised staging, and that's it. Yeah, no, this was... Well, I remember the year that it was a load of screens playing YouTube and six sofas, three either side. I remember that. Mm. So this was above and beyond that, and that was absolutely terrifying. But it, it was a good experience overall, I think. Yes. It was... We did we did well. It's a little um, bit stars in your eyes as you were coming out of there. I felt like I should have been coming out dressed as Elvis Presley or something. Like, it, was, it, it was more beams in your eyes, the amount of lights that they had. You came out and you sort of went... I think I am significantly more tan than when I went on. Well, you say that. I was significantly more pale than I think I've ever been in my mm. life. Yeah, you, were, you were someone's on there. <laughs> Somebody in the chat was like, she looks like my undead character in WoW. And I kind of looked at myself afterwards and went, yeah, I look like mine too. And about <laughs> it. You've got good taste in characters, mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that it was good. So we're back now. We're over our Concord ish. Um, I'm endlessly catching up with emails of "Hi, I looked at your game and it was great." Remind me about it, please. We, I, I feel we had a conversation, and for some reason, I have your card. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Houdisa. Love that. Email. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're we're catching back up again, I think. So it's about time that that we got the podcast, you know, back up and running. Back up and working, and yeah, we've got some decent news today, I think. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of interesting stuff going on, actually. Well, we've got a lot of moral stuff to talk about, and we've got probably my favourite game announcement ever. <laughs> it's, it's like one of the small glimpses of light in this entire schedule, I feel, almost. Yes. You can tell I compiled this schedule because it's just full of oh this is a bit shit in it like that's just the entirety of the the running order i feel okay. so should we so, um should we roll with numero uno on the list yeah and i feel like this is quite a heavy one for a lot of reasons because we we want to we want to talk a little bit about about a game uh called a hat in time now i will admit I think the game looks gorgeous. It's reviewing well across mm -hmm. the board. It's it, it's doing good. Like it's it, it's doing well and this is kind of picking up the slack where 
um, a lot of people feel that ukulele fell down. Yeah, I mean, ukulele was very disappointing for me. I really didn't get that far in it either. I just couldn't really commit to it because it was just a wishy-washy copy of what was previously done, retaining all of the negatives of being on old hardware. Yeah, it, it just it, it kind of they they didn't uh, they didn't change enough for me. They didn't make enough happen um, in a modern mechanical sense. A lot yeah. of it felt very empty, where they'd stretched out these levels to carry a modern scope. Um, it just but... involved a lot more walking than it otherwise should have. Yeah, I've, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, a lot of the charm was there, but the content didn't live up to what the environments and the colour schemes and the, the sound design and things were, were selling. Um, mm. Whereas this is reviewing far better um, people are massively, massively in love with it. Uh, I mean, I but... haven't looked into it terribly much, but from everything I've seen, it does look... It, if if one of those sort of games were made in a modern time, this is what I would expect to see. Mm. So, yeah. But, unfortunately, similarly to Ukulele, people have a bit of an issue with it because of Jontron, again. Uh, well, no, okay, I lie. One of the issues that people are having regarding the game is that Jontron has a, a minor voice acting role in the game. And for those who are unaware, Jontron is a thundercunt. <laughs> can you can you explain to us just for the people who don't know maybe why why Jontron is a is a thundercunt? Because uh, Jontron, unfortunately, uh, I say unfortunately. Unfortunately for content creation as a whole, Jontron this year was found out to be not the nicest human being. And I, I'm going to be the polite one. I mean, okay, let me, let me take the wording from the article that we're using to lean on. There we go. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll just put it that you, way. You can be bad cop. I will he, be good cop. He espoused inflammatory views about Mexicans and African Americans. And immigration, yeah. and and various bits and pieces around that. Basically, he's a racist shit uh, shit stain. And yeah. uh, even after he was called out for his shit, he, he kind of... put a video out about it, but didn't actually apologise. Well, he almost doubled down on it in a way. Yeah. He he doubled down on it and went, yes, but what's wrong? What what's wrong with being a Nazi? I can't possibly be a Nazi. That sort of thing. And it, it yeah. didn't do any. Similarly to the, the current PewDiePie drama that's going on, it, it didn't do any any good uh, for gaming or content creation as a as a medium. No. Um, so yeah, people are, are concerned that the Hat in Time developers um, have supported this attitude through his involvement. Um, well, hence, it, it, hence the pun today: a Hat in Time. Yes, but like they've not acknowledged it. They've not responded to any no. of calls for comment on it. They've not said they're going to take it out or mess around with it in any way shape or form and with everything being the way that it is i kind of feel like it should have at least been addressed even if it was a sort of look the game's out now it's a bit too late we don't agree with his views but like yeah we're not affiliated in any way with him out. or his views uh, yeah but the game is out now uh, whereas yeah. obviously ukulele for just uh, out of the blue 
pretty much went, hey, he had a voice role in our game and we've patched it out day one. Yeah. Um, and seemingly that came from nowhere, whereas people are calling for a similar thing with a hat in time and they've not yeah. responded to it in any way. Um, and I, I wouldn't mind. I would I, honestly, if they turned around and said, "Look, the game's out now. We've already released it. It, it would be more more effort than it's worth for us to take it back out of the game again." Like, honestly, uh, we don't agree with him, but like, it's it's there. I, I would take that. I would be like, okay. Fair enough. But yeah, we deeply apologise. We we deeply apologise for any upset we cause with the inclusion of his voice. Yeah. Um, we're not affiliated. We we you know we wouldn't allow him to. Uh, say anything along those lines as part of the game. The game doesn't support that kind of rhetoric, and mm -hmm. so you know, any anything along that line, I, I feel would have been would have been acceptable. Yeah. Not not ideal, but acceptable. Uh, something. Yes. Yeah, uh, but there's been there's been no mention of it at all. No. Whatsoever. Um, which worries me. And again, the game is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And it'll be a shame if this... It'll be a shame if this tarnishes its current shining reputation. Yeah, the, the art style almost reminds me of Comic Quest. Like the character design, rather. Yes! The, like, the Bible yes. character. Really got that. I don't know if it's the eyes or something. It just really reminds me of it. Mm. Um, but then there was another thing that's not been verified yet. Um, that no, I've seen. So we, on... we have to be a bit careful here, but. Yeah, so it was a tweet that's kind of bubbled to the surface and has gained a bit of traction on Twitter uh, from someone that claims to have previously been doxxed by the lead developer on a website that he made and owned uh, many moons ago. And it's obviously not like fully been verified or anything like that, and it's a little bit. Unsubstantiated at this point in time. That's not to say that it is or isn't true. Uh, I'm not anyone to say at this point. I think it's quite early days. It was only today that I actually saw this. Um, but it just kind of concerns me that there's kind of a bit of magnetism to concern around the studio, kind of at the point of launch. Hmm. Um, yeah. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire, typically. So. Yeah, it's something it's something to be kind of considerate of. I mean, I'm not going to sort of blacklist ever playing this game myself, but or not at this stage anyway. But certainly cause for concern. Yeah, it's it's one of those difficult ones where, and I, I always hate doing this, um, so I really shouldn't. But this was this was five years ago. This was done, and a lot of people will always say, "Hey." You know, this was a long time ago and people change. And I think if somebody says or calls you something, maybe. And then over the five years, they go, Hey, look, I used to be a real rat bastard. I'm so yeah. sorry. And, and I I hope that I can prove to you that that attitude is something that I've, I've grown out of and I've learned from and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But doxing people is very different. That's a very... It's not a knee-jerk reaction. It's a very... It's very, very calculated, isn't it? Process. Yes. It's... There is an action designed to create fear and complication in someone's life, and you have to go to effort to do so. And, and it, you know, in this sense, to create a website which supported this information in order to do so takes time and effort and dedication to actually do. That is very, very determined. 
So yeah. a change in how you are over time, you've learned from your mistakes and whatever else, I don't think quite forgives everything. I mean, you know, if you're going to take it to the the really extreme example, it's like, you know, if someone had to t- change your heart after committing war crimes, you don't go there, there. It's okay. Yeah, that's all, that's all right. Part. That's right. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, it's somewhere on the scale between being a bit of a dick and war crimes. Like, there's there's a point between the two where, where it where for, saying okay. sorry is is yeah, yeah you know it's probably closer to the war crimes end of the spectrum if we're being honest i mean yeah doxing is, is quite a directed and cruel act to have performed yeah i mean it's something that is we're, we're not talking you know we're not talking one of these script kiddies who's there to push a streamer that they don't like offline we're not yeah. you know we're not talking about posting photographs of walking to the supermarket with no makeup on ha look isn't she hideous we're talking about this is somebody who worked on this yeah and again it's all not 100% confirmed no absolutely not but it's as I say it for for a small studio to have attracted attention oh excuse me attention of that form it does kind of present itself as reasonably worth consideration i would say and again it's it's endlessly sad because the game looks gorgeous hmm. you know it, it... who was that lado that uh had the really cool looking game at the sony conference at e3 because he had a load he had a load of shite similar to that. i can't remember what, what game it was oh i remember the cyberpunk kind of one yeah yeah and then it just dropped off the radar absolutely because, to the point where we can't remember what it's called but, but it was because he he previously had been like i want to say he was like re- hugely misogynistic like it, it was completely against women or something like women in the industry yeah one of those something along those lines yeah and, and unfortunately there's been yeah. a lot of that recently yeah there's been a, a hell of a lot of it i mean what was that game? You look at you look at things like the the recent Marvel conference that went on. Yeah. Where two older retailers started to spout off in the middle of a panel that diversity isn't something that works. And in Marvel yeah. there should be no place for it. And you think yeah. how how can you still how are these ideals that you have? I don't I don't understand. It's, it's just not possible for that to keep occurring. Like I, I just I don't understand the point of logic that allows them to get to that stage with no prior knowledge of anything at all. Like that, have you have never heard this person have a conversation? <laughs> like, have you have you not perhaps gone? So, what do you think of people that have slightly darker coloured skin than you? before li- allowing them on stage with a microphone to represent your company. Like, to be you, fair, you know what I mean? To like, be fair, the the very same company also uh, have a, a working relationship, sort of sponsorship thing going on with a weapons manufacturer currently. Well, yeah. They, they, but they're ha- probably not they that not, high on Have they system. not seen Iron Man 1? You think they'd learn? Uh, how do they think that's okay? I, so it's it's all all of this at the moment is an absolute mess and we're having to make these ethical decisions where do we split uh, sort of content from creator 
and deal with it that way. The last yeah. night, thank Steve. you. Yes, there we Steve, go. Steve, you, you are the hero that we needed. Thank you for yes. <laughs> Because that was going to bug me. That was going to be one of those ones that I'd forget when we finished the podcast to actually research. And then at about three o'clock this morning, like this coming morning, I would wake up in a cold sweat, not knowing where it was still, and it would have like completely disturbed me. Um, but that yeah. guy looks so cool, but the dude was a shithead. So, hey, hey. Yeah. Um, and as I say, it means now that we have to, you know, we have to ask these ethical questions of, okay, well, can we split content from creator? And I, I know mean, a lot of people who don't have a problem with that. And I know a lot of people who very much have a problem with that. And it's it, it's I a mean, way you know, to sit individually, isn't it? Typically, they're, they're a small... Well, not a small part, but they're a part of a team. Yeah. They're not typically individually responsible for the entirety of it. They might be a spokesperson or a figurehead or a lead developer, but there's still a lot of other people involved in the project, and those people might be absolute angels of God. They might actually be Mother Teresa turned game developer, for all we know. I mean, you look, but, at, you look at Sean Murray. Yeah. That's one guy. That entire team worked so hard on that video game. And because Sean Murray opened his fat math. Peter Molyneux. Again. There's a lot of people that followed oh, the cult of Peter I watched, I watched a development stream for 22 cans one day. And it broke my heart. Because they were chatting away. Absolutely mm -hmm. fine. And then Peter Molyneux came and sat down. And they all went quiet. Oh, God. And it broke my heart. I mean, I, I would, but uh, that, is, that, is, that is a man who, when he is already up to his neck in a hole, goes, could you lend me a shovel? Yeah. Like, that's just... Yeah. But yeah, there's a... There's... Bringing it back a little bit, there's a lot going on at the moment with A Hat in Time. The game looks gorgeous, but we're hearing stories from various places and the developers at the moment aren't acknowledging it in any way, shape or form. And That's really, the part that concerns me. Yeah, it doesn't really take much a... to just send a quick press release saying, yeah, he's a bit of a dick. Uh, it's, but we yeah. all worked really hard on this game. Yeah, it's so... out in the wild now. We won't be using him again. Yeah, we're we you know we don't we don't echo his views in any way and we you know even down to we regret his inclusion and next time we know not to work with him again. But like the thing is I think it's to the point now where they had chance to remove it before release. Yeah, and they didn't. So they're, I think they're in the mode of let's just brush it under the carpet and not acknowledge it and hope it goes away. Yeah, that's how it feels. Yeah. Whether that's the case, I don't know, but that's certainly how it feels. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see whether we get a statement out of them. We'll see kind of how that goes. Please, 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 can we move on to something that is lovely and wonderful and light and magic and all this sort of thing? I, I, I I'm fresh out of goose puns. So, <laughs> I was I was so, gonna think of I am very I... sorry that oh my, I can't. Oh my life! I'm sorry, I couldn't think about it. Oh, oh, don't. Um, but yeah, Untitled Wait. Goose Game is is just it's it's just childlike innocence congealed into a game, and and I love it, and it's perfectly characterised. And you play a goose that is just there to annoy a farmer by like stealing his hat 
<laughs> and running off of it and dropping it in a lake. And it's the most wonderful, pure thing that I've possibly ever seen in my life. Yeah. So this this surfaced on Twitter. Oh, that's that's angry jizz trumpet. This is goose. <laughs> uh, oh, you can tell the I'm having some difficulty. Goose does not interfere with an angry jizz trumpet. It just to confirm. Uh, so this is a game that that surfaced on on Twitter uh, by a development studio called House House, and. In it, you play a goose. The game is currently untitled. This is like super early alpha kind of footage that we're seeing. You know what? It looks good for an early alpha, though. I play the shit out of this. Yeah. Like, I really would. So the idea is you have a set of tasks uh, where you are setting out a picnic and destroying a, a, an English gentleman's farmery day. <laughs> and it's just wonderful. I was trying to explain it last night to a couple of boys uh, who are on the Neon Scream team with me because they'd not seen it and we were talking about the fact that one of them is looking to maybe play an infiltrator and I'm like, okay, you have to see this game. It's like Metal Gear Solid Assassin's Creed, but you're a goose <laughs> in England <laughs> I, and you're I, making you a think? picnic. Have you seen the video where they've set this to like the Metal Gear Solid alert music? It's so good. Yeah. They even yep. put a little exclamation mark above the farmer's head when he notices a goose. Um, it makes me so happy. So yeah, if you guys hadn't seen, oh, we're just getting to the bit where, oh, oh, no, no, no. The the goose goes to steal the hat out of his hand, and the farmer notices, and the goose is like, no, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. It wasn't. <laughs> I didn't. I just it kills me. No, nothing makes me as happy as when he's stolen the keys and he runs behind the pillar that's like down at the front of the, the farm and as the farmer walks past the goose just kind of pops his head out the side like sup yep yep <laughs> and it's just really adorable and I love it yeah no, I absolutely this is, love it this is great and it's really nice to see these really odd indie titles mm -hmm. it's so good to see these because it's a super simple premise you're yeah. a goose who's a bit mean <laughs> so you're a goose but that's what ge geese are like geese yeah. are evil I I'm a... fully I'm fully convinced <laughs> that geese are you know the product of Satan sorry just, just got to the bit where the goose starts chasing him and whack 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 him <laughs> constantly <laughs> but ge geese are super aggy like they'll, yep. they'll have a pop at you mate yep like, the amount of times I've gone to like to like any kind of lake or anything like that and if, if you dare go near the season where they've just had babies or something that's it they'll yeah hunt you down so yeah this is this is slated for release next year and as i say i i want it i want I, this i want to play it this year next year and the next 20 years continually peace are evil and just press x to honk <laughs> just, just ah, the... ah. This is the best one from. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, true story while we were at EGX, Matt and I, uh, we were chatting. Uh, we were chatting about you making geese noises. And uh, <laughs> we came up with an idea for an app, which on, the, on a button press, it plays a noise, and you have to decide whether it's you or a real goose. I mean,. I mean, if you had the camera off just then, it would have would been you, like there was a goose in the me? room. 
Or did you think it was a goose trying to say Sean? No, that was a, that was a goose trying to say Sean. Ten out of ten, best, best ever. But again, <laughs> geese, geese are absolutely horrendous, and I love games that allow you to be like a bit of a dick, but not in a world-shattering kind of sense, not with any kind of serious consequences. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm not impoverishing a nation in this. No. I'm just slightly inconveniencing one bloke's day and making him lose a sandwich. And that's kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, like, you know, none of this, none of this black and white where you had to beat up the lion to be able to, you know, make it fear you and then your nation feared you. No, anything like that. You're stealing his keys and running around the pillar. I don't, I don't need to, like, napalm a load of innocent people in order to get to my next objective. No, no, no. No, no, no. You just hide in a bush. Um, like, <laughs> oh, that one was a good one. That one was a good one. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like this. This is going to be great. And as I say, it's taken Twitter by storm because it's super charming. Mm. Like it's super, super charming. And I love the art as well. The art is so simplistic, but like just really nice to look at. Yeah, yeah, it's really bright and really colourful and silly. And I love silly games. That makes me super happy. So yes, this is definitely on my must-play in 2018 list. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, let's be honest. You don't really want to go down Uncanny Valley with a goose, do you? Like, it's just. That's too traumatic. I would feel quite intimidated. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. All right, all right. So yes, this is on my this. I think this is on everybody's to playlist by now, because this is silly and wonderful and great. Let's talk about things. Let's let's flip flop back. Yeah. And but, let's but talk. Think to grumpy me. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's go back to grumpy Sam. Um, because a game that I love is taking control, and I could not be happier um it's it's no lie that i i physically and mentally with every fiber of my being adore league it, it's it, everybody knows at this point i love the law i i love the law i love the characters i love the design i love the thought that went into the big revamp all this sort of thing unfortunately it carries with it this very sort of toxic community um and the toxic community is spearheaded by just silly people, I think. Like, <laughs> I've, uh, angry teenagers who haven't seen a boob yet, um, I, I would say, is, is a fairly accurate summation. Yeah. Just, they, they have a minimal chance of seeing a boob, ever. It, so, at the head of all this, we have some predominant streamers. And I think most people have heard of Tyler One. To our eternal detriment, uh, because the man is a complete prick. <laughs> I mean, he, he's supposedly reformed, and he's stopping the being angry and being toxic. Like he proudly called himself what the, like the most toxic league player or the most toxic league streamer at one point. Yeah. And his entire shtick is you know, being kind of average at games, and if something goes wrong, and that's whether it's his fault or not, he will scream and shout like a baby. And it's the most typical angry young boy screaming because someone's you know, wronged them in some way, and it's really, really sad. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it appeals to some people, 
Uh, usually I feel like an, a younger audience it yeah. appeals to, but, you know, it's not for us, it doesn't mean that it, it's not, you know, other people can't enjoy it, other people do. Uh, well, some people like it. smashing themselves in the testicles with a claw hammer, I wouldn't say it's for anyone really, but some people still get up to it all again, the same. Like, I, I, again, from my experience watching Kylo One, something similar, but again, that's but, just... I'll be honest, like this is the sort of person that should be buried in the depths of the directory rather than pushed to predominance by viewership and whatever else. But regardless of what we think about said individual and the character that he plays on stream, the the, the you know person that, that he is, you'd never wish cancer on him. No. And you'd um... never wish death on him. And I so, so, so here's the particular thing that we do not wish upon him, yes. which is a direct quote. Um, uh, honestly, it's fine. He'll die from a coke overdose or testicular cancer from the steroids. Then we'll be Gucci, which is a quote from a Riot staff member uh about yeah. one uh which was actually said in a, a in the R League of Legends, which is based around uh, the Reddit. Uh, forum for, for League of Legends. They have a Discord, and it was said by this Riot team member within that Discord. As labelled as a Twitch yes. staff member. And, and although that doesn't make a difference, it's important to note that he was at that point labelled... Yes, he was representing Riot. Now, I... <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Sorry, England has appeared in the chat and gone, I would much rather watch somebody consistently lead horses to their doom in a variety of video games. Look, my content's not for everybody, alright? But it works for me, and... But... And requires significantly less screaming and shouting, which I'm... Oh, I plus plus with. Significantly. But anyway, uh, so yeah, he's representing Riot, and Riot have gone, hey, we don't want somebody like that working for us. So they've made sure he isn't working. And they, and they apologised to Tyler One for yep. their conduct and said that it's going to be dealt with. Um, Tyler One said uh, in response, it sucks that people still hold a massive grunt, grudge versus old Tyler One and refuse to acknowledge I've changed. Um, he hasn't really changed that much. I've seen recent footage, but hey. Um, but, you know, ultimately... You know what? That's a fair bit of grace for yeah. uh, for for anyone to respond with, in all honesty. First, uh, it acknowledges that he knows there's something wrong. Yep. And he's working on some way of of making it, you know, better and all all this sort of deal. You know, he's he's. I think it, it says something that he's making the effort. If yeah. nothing else. Well, um, I, I think he's making the effort on the surface. And it's also in part fueled by the fact I'm almost certain he got banned from League at one point due to toxic behaviour. At which point he went, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. New account. I mean, uh, yeah, but it's it's important that he doesn't go, he doesn't do the route of, yes, but League is shit because it doesn't allow me to be toxic. Which is you don't unfortunately... Pay my sub. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's a, an attitude that a lot of people have have given us over the yeah. last couple of years. Riot says, hey, you need to stop that. And they go, oh, I hate League because it won't allow me to do, it won't allow me to express the behaviors that I want to express. 
I I can't tell them in seventeen different ways how many ways I'd fuck their mum. Yeah, right. it's silly. Um, so, and again, like he has, he doesn't need production quality because he has the right thing Mike, going I've on. I've possibly and... heard on Twitch. Uh, like... Yep. But he doesn't. He doesn't need to change that because it feeds into the the rage thing. But again, it doesn't matter what we think of him. It it literally doesn't matter what we think of him. What matters is that we would never wish that upon him. No. As much as, as much as I think he's a complete cock end, I I wouldn't be like, hey, you, get cancer, kid. No, like that's you, not. You wish him safe. A sentiment that you should have towards anyone, frankly. Like that's just not. And it worries me that there's a there's a level of toxicity required when you die to go. Oh, I hate this game. I hate everybody's game. Yeah. Smash my headset. It's a very different level of toxicity. I feel to turn around to somebody and go, "Do you know what? I hope you get cancer and type of a coke overdose." Yeah. That's a very different. It's again. It's 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 similar to. What we were talking about on our first topic is a level of calculation and, a, and that step beyond yeah. to make that comment because of just the, the extra depth that's in that comment yeah. to, to have it made. That There's thinking space in there before you hit enter. Yes, and I'm, I'm genuinely so glad that this is an action that's been taken. So they've apologized to Tyler One and they made sure that, that this guy is no longer... Uh, working with Riot. Now there was a, a broadcasting, uh, sorry, a, a casting, uh, as in a shout casting company recently, who uh, one of their employees, uh, one of their one of the fellows that worked with them, uh, was sat on Twitter calling everybody who disagreed with one of his favourite people a faggot. And his boss happened to see the tweet and went, "Hey." We don't want people yeah. like you working for us. Get out. Collect your pink slip on Monday sort of thing, right? And I, I genuinely think it's important now that we start punishing these attitudes. Well, hopefully the next one on the list, that fucking Cobra Tate. Uh, Cobra Tate? Cobra Tate. That fucking absolute <laughs> waste of a piece of vaginal discharge on Twitter. My goodness. The problem with, with Cobra Tate is that a lot of the attitudes that he perpetuates, um, they're very dangerous. Yes. Um, a lot of the things that he was saying about uh, about male-based uh, male depression and, and suicide um, are really damaging. Again, he made a very charming comment about someone someone had a, uh, a GoFundMe up to raise oh money God, for someone's sur surgery. And he went, your comics aren't selling very well, so you're going having to beg for help when it's less than less than quarter of the money that I would spend on one of my cars. Beg me if you want to save your child's life. Go on, I'll I'll save your child's life if you ask me nicely. And I genuinely gagged reading it. I I cannot imagine. I I physically and I don't know whether whether. It's the way that I was brought up or what it is, but I physically cannot imagine looking at somebody with a sick family member, friend, suffering. acquaintance, anything, and turning to them and going, doing any less than, hey, how can I help? Mm -hmm. What is it that you need that I can help with? If I have it, you can have it. Just, 
it was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. And as I say, the, the, the stuff that he was saying about suicide, and again, as, as somebody who understands depression, as somebody who has had depression, as somebody who is actively sort of, you know, um, please get help. If mm -hmm. you please don't worry about what people are going to think of you. Please don't worry about wasting people's time. Please don't worry about being less of a man or less of a person or less than a woman or whatever it is. Please get help. Go go find a professional. Speak to somebody. Please don't worry. And um, like, I'm not being funny, but like, if if you feel like I, I don't know, like for me, I always feel I, I need to sort of justify my opinions and my feelings and whatever else, right? So the way that I put it is like, if you look at any of his other comments, you can tell that he's just got absolutely no grasp on reality whatsoever yep. with any of these opinions, yep. any of the things that he says. So if that applies to most of his comments, I'm sorry, it applies to all of them. You shouldn't really listen to a single word that that piece of shit says. Um, yeah. It's just, as I say, it's, it's dangerous and we need to start taking action against people who are, in fact, dangerous. Yeah. And, and the part that it irks me is this prick's been talking like this for at least a couple of months that I've seen. And, and uh, as far as I'm aware, no sponsorships have been dropped or anything like that. And they need, he needs to be dropped like a bad fucking habit. Like, what a waste of oxygen. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't understand. But as I say, I am glad that people are... It's being recognised and it's being reported and it's being acted upon in, in places. Yeah. Oh, here we that's go. That's the important part. Let me... Uh... Give me a second. Wait. Yeah, uh, let me pop this in, in chat. So if you're not aware of who we're talking about, uh, just go and block this uh, the person who is in the pictures there. I won't link him directly. No. Um, but if you are active on Twitter and you are likely to come across uh, the person who is in the screenshots there, uh, Cobra Tate, go and just go and block him. Because he's an yep. absolute waste of space. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, um, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. let's, so, okay, so let, let's get past beating on someone else uh, about yeah, their shit that was behavior. A good one. And let's get on to beating a Sonic 3D cartridge because that's how you get to the level select. Yeah, so <laughs> it always fascinates me when we find these old games that have weird shit in them. So like, I was watching this video earlier, right? So we, we pulled this video from uh, Game Hut. Um, and it's a designer for a lot of different bits and pieces around these earlier games. And talk, talking about like the reasoning behind coding decisions in them. Mm-hmm. Now, basically, the, the process way back when, well, on the old uh, Sega Genesis was if you sent a game off to them to get approved to be put onto the console or allowed to be released on the console, they'd, they'd hit, have it for weeks and they would stress test the hell out of it before they would let it be on the console. And if you had one bug, one crash, one anything, they'd send it back to you with a really cryptic note upon what basis you know, the, the crash had occurred and you couldn't really tell that well. 
and then you'd have to go through that whole process all over again, which obviously is not the ideal set of circumstances. So, to kind of duck around this, what they did was any of the crashes that were likely to occur, they just linked that to go through to the level select screen as like the the readout. As instead of it saying you got error 1157 or whatever, it just gave you a message about that and the next step was to go to the level select. So that is why it's there and a reliable way of creating what an, an error of some description which in turn would feed to this level select screen is by breaking a connection between the cartridge and the reader. That's so cool. So that's really why cool. it works. So Rami was having a discussion recently on Twitter about... Um... The fact that a lot of game design decisions that you see are based on uh, a limitation. So yeah. you look at Silent Hill 2's Fog, for example. Mm -hmm. That was a, a draw render. distance, a, a render distance uh, limitation. Mm -hmm. So they put Fog in to stop that kind of thing, uh, to stop you from, from noticing it. Um, and there's one, I think, with the uh, with Sonic R where because of the speed that you're going at some of the walls will angle your collision to put you back on track but it puts you back on track further up so that you miss the sort of troublesome piece of track mm -hmm. and, and kind of bits and pieces like that so like if you've if you've built up enough momentum you can just skip bits um there's actually a similar thing with sonic 3d which is the intro to that game is not handleable by the console so they make it kind of lag and do some weird shit. So it's the actual intro, but it's running in such a way that it looks a little bit squiffy, but yeah. it's still running. Well, they uh, do that in yeah. Sonic Mania. They have a callback to that in Sonic Mania, oh, really? where uh, the intro is is that you have whoever you're playing as walk along, and then the screen kind of shifts and slows and lags, and then the colors uh -huh. invert, and then you're warped to your level your first level and that's it <laughs> that's a callback to that sort of thing where that's they couldn't nice. get that to work so they would do that but no that's really cool that um if you what is it like if you waggle it so that it breaks the connection yeah like it's kind of like knocking it or banging it or wiggling it everybody who had a everybody who had a, a cartridge based console remembers at one point in time your mate or your brother or your sister or your mum or whatever fell over the console severed the connection between cartridge and console and whatever you were doing for the last like 12 hours that you'd been working on solidly it was done yeah it was done <laughs> like completely i remember falling and i know it's a disc based system and it's slightly different but i remember falling over a friend's ps2 right and i fell over the ps2 and the disc jumped in the system because mm -hmm. it was one of the big ones and you had a lot of room yeah. in those disc drives and it it, it just the disc just snapped mm -hmm. and we weren't friends after that I, I, ever, I ever again we were not friends after that and it was literally that the cat had got under my feet and i'd gone sailing nah. and i i just just as nah, i like to save myself tripped over the ps2 you don't save yourself you save the console right Console's more expensive than you are yeah um oh god Oh, that, that reminds me of working in a game where people would put their Xbox 360s upright. And... I mean, they sold stands or whatever to do that, right? 
to like hold them in place, yeah. but no one ever fucking bought them. Now, you shouldn't have them that way up because the discs wobble and they get laser boot. Yeah. And we had a guy come in once go, this new game that I bought has got rings in it. And his kiddie was looking at the floor. And uh -huh. we went, uh-huh, and what happened? And the kiddie's like, no, what happened? And the kiddie eventually says, well, I pulled it off the, the, the cabinet and I'm gonna stand it up so that I could see it and it was pretty. And then I threw the cat at it and the cat <laughs> knocked it over. I was bowling. Bowling the cat? He was bowling the cat. And it had gone over and he laser burnt the shit out of the 60 quid game. Um. Mm. Okay. Oh god, yeah, the thing with Croc with his head. Yeah, that's news oh. to me. I didn't know that one. Yeah, no, Croc, Croc had a weird thing where if you booted the system up um, the wrong way with the game in it, uh, then, yeah, the Croc had a high chance of appearing without his head, and you can play the entire... Speedrunners will sometimes do it just for giggles. Just for the memes. Yeah, they'll they'll do it an entire run of Croc without his head, and it's really grim. Um, there was another I... game that did that, and I don't remember I never, what it was. I, I never had that, and I, I played Croc. I remember playing Croc when I was younger. I think it might have been a glitch in The Evil Within. I forget. There's a glitch somewhere where one of the deaths is you have your head cut off. And if uh, you try and cycle too fast through the uh, through the death animation, you come back to life with no head. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's fine. That's really funny. Uh, there's quite a few of them that I can think of, having watched speedrunning. There was another stuff. one. There was another one where that was a, a, a legit strat. Like it was, it was some kind of shooting game, like an FPS or something like that. And in the campaign, you could have your head shot off, but then you could respawn without your head, and then you can get headshot. And anymore. then you can get headshot. That's really clever. I can't remember what fucking game it was. That's really bug me. Oh, there's a really good. Now that we're talking about glitches and things, because I love this sort of thing. Um, there's one with uh, one of the Mario RPGs where you play as Mario and Luigi. So uh -huh. he jumps with A and Luigi jumps with B. But Luigi jumps higher. So yeah. there's a point in the game where you can despawn Mario and spawn a second Luigi so that you don't have to do half the puzzles because they can both jump high. Yeah, just skip through them. And it's super weird because just you have Luigi voices echoing every time that they jump because the game doesn't quite know how to deal with the fact that there are now two Luigi's. I can't um, deal with the fact that there'd be two Luigi's, to be fair. <laughs> That'd be way too cool. It's too much. Way, way too cool. But yeah, no, um, a lot of the stuff that they used to get around with limitations is, is really, really cool. And it's super cool to see I think that's such a clever thing to do. Like, that's one of the things that would never occur to me. I would be racking my brains how to fix every last tiny little bug in that game. Nope. All the ones that are common. Level select. Yeah, reroute them through Fucking to the level clever. select. Yeah, super clever. Really, really good. Really, really good. And it just shows what caliber of person we've got working in the industry. And, and also, I love the fact that it, it comes up with a message before I'm like, Congratulations, you unlocked the secret level selector. <laughs> it's just I like, I've done you, and all you've it, done is punch your cartridge. It, it, it's like, do you remember when we were young and there was no internet? Um, yes. Yeah, do you remember? And when I was young, when I was in primary school, we played stuff like Pokemon Blue. 
Yeah. And catch a Pokemon, you press down and B, and you held it. Now, there's no, there's no, like, substantial evidence to prove that that's a thing, but everybody has nope. these stories where, like, if you walked into this wall, like, 6,000 times, eventually you'd be able to walk through it. Do you remember learning about the missing no glitch? Yes! But everybody, like, everybody from different schools, the missing no glitch was different. Oh, really? I've only ever known it the one way. No, we, like, uh, so because I went to a Welsh school, we used to do crossovers with English schools to teach Welsh at their schools. And right. To, to see what their schools were like that was different. And missing no, getting missing no was different. And, like, uh, at one point in one of the Pokemon games, there's a Mew under a truck. Yeah. Yeah? But in some schools, the Mew was under a crate. Now, in one school, the, somebody had a Pokemon bootleg right. that allowed you to play as Team Rocket. And basically, that was our version of Creepypasta. I mean... Was that I... we all used to talk about what happened to this kid who died because he had a bootleg that allowed him to play as Team Rocket and the police came to get him and then he went missing. And then he's dead. Yeah, and then Ben drowned Rocket, and all that no. sort of thing. Yeah. I came for him. So, yeah, no, like, I, I I, can just imagine somebody finding this and being like, well, you've got to, you've got to, like, hit the cartridge six times. Like, yeah. super, like, one, two, three, four, five, six. So then you can see all these kids going home being like, I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to try it. One, two, three, I mean, it, it's, it, it, yeah, but it's the same thing like other stuff spreads, like the cinnamon challenge, which is actually oh, kind of dangerous. Yeah. Because cinnamon is technically poisonous in higher amounts, and you. But, but now we've got, but now we've got YouTube to perpetuate things like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's stuff like that that, or like there was a thing in my school where if you kind of leant over and hyperventilated, like forced yourself to like hyperventilate. Go like that, up against a wall or something, and then as people push down on you, you passed out. And that was a thing that was discovered in my school and worked. And that, and then everyone started uh -huh. doing that because we were from Essex, and that's about as smart as you get in Essex. Oh <laughs> it probably explains quite a lot of missing brain cells in Essex, to be quite honest. Uh, see, we had horror stories that you shouldn't wear dresses and look at your own reflection like in the eye without blinking. If you wore a really pretty dress and mm -hmm. stared at your own reflection in the mirror, it would get jealous of how beautiful you were and it would try and kill you. Yeah, but you're from the land of fucking mystical fairy tales. That sounds yeah. like... Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. My one's just like, if I kick you in the bollocks, you'll sing like a soprano. <laughs> Your one? Oh, no, no. If you look at yourself, a, a witch will come along and cast a spell. Well, no, it was a, it was a, it was a weird thing that, like, uh, if you looked yourself in the eye, the people in the mirror world would be jealous of how beautiful you were. So I think that was a Goosebumps episode, wasn't it? Probably. Probably. Sure it, was. it went round at our school and you had parties where you tried to pack like the, the prettiest dress you could to go to a sleepover without your parents knowing so that in the middle of the night you could go and stand in front of a, a, a thing with the other one we had is there's a Welsh language camp called Llangranog, right? Right. And basically it's like a holiday camp where uh, Welsh culture 
is is sort of forced down your throat in five sessions a day uh, until you until you remember that you love your country. I'm Welsh in five lessons or less. <laughs> like like Shangranok is a, a a big thing. Uh, and depending on which school you went to, it was either the black nun or the white nun. Oh god, I remember that place. There we go. So there's two people in chat who remember Shangranog. So did you guys you ever have... You up. It wasn't a dream. Like, did you guys ever have the black nun? And one of our teachers used to come round in the dark and knock on the, on the windows from the outside and pretend to be this, this black nun. <laughs> what the fuck? Right? So the black nun would get you in Shangranog if you weren't careful. And like when you went in, because do you remember we used to we used to like etch things into wood with a with a, a, a compass. You guys had the black nun, yeah. We had black nun too, but I know people from like uh, like West Wales, and they had the white nun instead. But uh, people used to write into the beds like whether the black nun would, uh, had visited them or not. So sometimes you get to San Granok. Now bear in mind, like. You've just gone like you, this was PS1 era, so we're talking. I was still in I was still in primary school, right? You would get in there all on your own, a couple of your friends from school. You'd get in your bunk bed, you'd lie down, and above you, the words "the black nun came to visit me" or "the black nun was here" would be above your head, right. and you'd be like, "No, I want to change beds. I don't want to be in this bed." <laughs> Everybody used to try and get top bunk because. Nobody ever wrote on the ceiling that the black There's nun no was evidence, there. so it can't have happened. The nun is available in a variety of colours, yes. Yeah, was was she the one from the so was it like the the one in that the, the black nun was in the west and the white nun was in the north, right? No, 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 no. South South was black nun, west okay. was white nun. You're ru you're ruining the Wizard of Oz canon no, here. I don't care. Uh <laughs> squashed under a building. Uh no. No. Okay. No. I feel we've. <laughs> but yeah, we've we've gone we've gone along a little bit, and I'm really I sorry. Don't feel I can see the path anymore for how far <laughs> we've strayed. <laughs> but <laughs> but glitches and and the way that they spread through kind of just word of mouth way back when is really mm -hmm. cool. Basically. Yeah, I find it's it fascinating. Not... Yeah. Yeah. And it's very interesting how it, how it works through uh. To, uh, you know, everyone got their own different version, whatever else. Because even then, like in that like, game magazines, you might have like a walkthrough. Yeah. But you never had those little weird tips of how to do these weird little bits and bobs, really. Yeah. Because it was all it was all magazine real estate. You either had a news game magazine or you had a, a uh, like a guide yeah, magazine. Because I used to have them for Pokemon. Yeah. And you know. <laughs> Like some of the stuff in there, there, there used to be like a rumor column in the back of one of the ones that I used to read, mm -hmm. where it was like so and so has written in to say that in their game they found X Pokemon over here. And and you could talk absolute bollocks yep. because there was no way of quantifying or gathering nope. the rumors together to make sure it was just one bloke, you know, sent a fucking Polaroid in. Yep. <laughs> of like, or you know, picture he paid like fucking thirty p. I've developed at Boots or something. That's the it. one. But no, punching cartridges is cool. Um, yeah. Rerouting re all of these design decisions that uh, were a bit older and and um, kind of hid limitations. They're always really cool. They're always really cool to yeah. find. So it's good to see developers actively talking about them. You know. 
Yeah, so I find it fascinating. I find it absolutely fascinating. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, for, so from crafty and clever developers to cunty developers. Yep. Um, but this is good news. It's good news. Change. Good news, everyone. Good news, everyone. Um, so you may have seen on the YouTubes. Yeah. Uh, and maybe on a few articles on a few websites as well about asset flipping, basically, which mm. is game developers who literally just buy a bunch of assets from the store, throw them together in some jumbled order into a game, and hit publish. Yeah. And hit publish, and hit publish, and hit publish. To the point where they flood the Steam market. We're talking hundreds of games. That they have released that are shit, like so, they are absolute toss. Yeah, if you if you've ever watched, I mean, we've used footage from Sid Alpha here, but I mean, um, Jim Sterling is is one of the guys that that I I, I really like watching. Um, he's a bit hit and miss on occasion, but I do like watching his videos on kind of what's going on. And he uh, he he and Sid Alpha pretty much spearheaded this campaign against asset flipping, um, and he was one of the people who brought. Uh, oh, I don't remember what the pack was, um, but there was a particular voxel pack that allowed you to put a Minecraft-esque avatar into the game. It gave you gun models, it gave you trees and grass and house models, mm-hmm. and a few zombies, uh, police officers, and, and various other NPCs. And a couple of div- different developers took the game, uh, took took that asset pack that cost like $50 or about Unity, there we go, put a load of houses in a field with some trees, put some guns in them, a couple of zombies walking around, and sold it as a working game. Yep. Every time you took a step, you had an achievement. Every time you picked up a gun, you had an achievement. Every time that you shot something, you had an achievement. Then you had an achievement for shooting 10 of them, for shooting 15, 20, 25, 30, so on. Mm-hmm. So people who like Steam cards and who are trying to level up their Steam account would buy all these games. So they'd start looking like they were popular. And the developers were making more and more money off of a $50 investment that they'd... And again, we've tested this. I can do this. You bung it into Unity. You tell Unity what each bit is. And Unity goes, I know how to deal with that. That's really cool. And off you go. Yep. We've tested this is in game now. Yeah. So that's what that's what we're talking about is these these uh, developers who will buy asset backs. Again, digital homicide were a big, big, big problem mm-hmm. here, where they would make very um, very hollow game experiences where you run around and collected things or shot things, where they bought two or three asset packs, not even bothered to change the colors on them, not even made them sort of cohesive experiences. So Just one of them, them together. Yeah, one of them was you're a small child destroying everything, and there are these ghostly, kind of like globby <laughs> monsters trying to put you back to bed. But none of the assets matched aesthetically. They'd just gone, yeah, we'll have some of these, and we'll have some of these, and we'll have some of these, and okay, well, we'll put those together. There we go, and we'll sell it. Mm hmm. Well is now taking steps to remove all of these Mm -hmm. asset flips. And I could not be happier. 
this is the Valve I want to see, and this is the Steam I want to see. Where they're actively checking games and looking at them going, actually, no, this is shit. Off my platform it goes. But, um... Yeah, so, like, it's a little... I mean, it's very clear the case with this, but I find it a little odd. So let's discuss it anyway. Um, so Silicon Echo Studios is one of the companies that was affected by this. And also, uh, what's the name of the other one? Zonitron Productions. Mm-hmm. Now, the Valve had only warned Zonitron before about doing this and basically said, look, stop it. You're abusing the system. Here is your warning. Um, they had not done that to Silicon Echo Studios. Now, in this case, we're not talking about them buying a pack and releasing one game, right? No, it's, it's lots, lots and lots. This and lots. was lots and 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 lots and, and until they were like, stop, just, just not stop. Um, so they they'd only warned Zonitron and not uh, Silicon Echo, and then they've taken them both off. Like so, they've removed both both sets of games from the Steam uh, client altogether. Now, I find it is the weakest excuse, I guess. They ba- Silicon Echo are basically moaning, saying, "You never warned us. You warned Zonitron, but Zonitron are linked to us, but not exactly us. But they're, they're linked to us, but they're they're not, they're not actually us. But they're also kind of linked to us, but and they're, they're all through the same account." But a yeah. separate company, but they're not us. But they're but not. They're... Yeah, no. Um, lots of lots of these developers actually, um, they make lots of separate accounts. They link them all together under one sort of umbrella. Publishing account, basically, yeah. isn't it? And then they release a game on that one, and it's slightly reskinned on this one, and then it's slightly reskinned on this one, and it's slightly mm-hmm. reskinned on this one, and then they release. They stupidly release the sequel to this one on this one, and then the yeah. sequel to this one on this one, and it just—it's so transparent. Yes. But yeah. they're separate. They're not the same. They're different. Honest, I promise. Def- mm. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's good to see that movements been made. Um, I like that. <laughs> I like that Silicon Echo. Uh, literally said we are no heroes we have indeed sometimes been conducting our business with some practices people may call shady and basically like talking about publishing under loads of different developer names but pushing them through one account published on Steam yeah. and they're like oh it's easier to statistical tracking that's why we did it oh no involved I mean uh... I mean Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. I've, have you encountered a spreadsheet, sir? Mm. Like, uh, right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's ways and means. Uh, so yeah, it just kind of amuses me. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's just good to know that you know they're taking a stand. It just it does go to show though that there is a very extreme lack of quality control still in place in with steam direct as it is now from the green light system you know these did make it onto steam in the first place yeah and they shouldn't have uh, <laughs> I, always, I always wonder whether steam direct should have like a quarantine phase where it's seen by x percentage of the user base for steam hmm 
and then they they work out whether the game can leave quarantine or not. The problem is, unless you pay people. No, I don't know. Give people free game keys for it, and they're fucking more than be up for it. It's the problem, isn't it? How do you, when Valve don't want to do it themselves, how do you, you motivate a community to do it? To play that game for free. Put that into the the, the developer slash publisher TOS. In order to get your game on through Steam Direct, you will need to allow give us twenty keys or fifty keys or whatever it is, or yeah, yeah and then, the you, nod could have, then you can have people sign up for a quarantine program. They get access to these games for free. They don't know what games they're going to be, but they're expected then to. But again, unless you're paying people to do that, because that's actively a job. That is actively what yeah. somebody working at Valve should be doing. True. And and, and that's the that's the problem in all this. Is how think, do you, you know, if you if you looked at people that if you pulled that from people that was like reporting games regularly that was reviewing games regularly and getting upvotes on those reviews for the content within those mm-hmm. reviews and if you use those as qualifying phrases you would find the people that are eager to do the job yeah and they would serve as a method to flag to valve not to police for valve but to but take to at the least one flag that for them. deserved yeah. being looked at closely flagging them up yeah it'd be fine I think I think there's ways and means to do it. It's just, yeah. I reckon that would be fine. They just don't want to do it because Valve are fantastic for getting your games from and less fantastic about the rest. <laughs> Customer service. Yeah. You could go a year without getting a reply on your ticket. Like that's yep. kind of, and that's not an over exaggeration either. Yeah. Uh, no, they they do need something else there. I feel, but I. Again, this is a nice step in the right direction that Valve yep. have gone, hey, this is actually a problem. And we want to be involved in making that not a problem anymore. But the problem is, they only really do this when people make enough of a stink. Yeah. The same as the graphs. We got the graphs because review bombing became a thing. Yeah. But it you just it irks me that it takes that much for them to acknowledge a problem. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, they're 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 big boys now. Like they should, they should be able to operate a little more sensibly than going. Oh, fine, it's got three million hits on YouTube now. I suppose we'll pull our finger out and develop yeah. it in like twenty minutes. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Because they they literally put it out in like two days. Because they've got the manpower to like develop the new features or whatever, but they just don't want it. Yeah. So, hey. Shall we move on? Yes! Let- I think I've left the sound on on this video, so I'm just going to turn the music down for a second in case I have. Have a moment. Or, 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 would, you, or would you like to tell me, whoa, stop, please? No, hang on, hang on. Have I left the volume on? I feel like I have. Let's just check. But it, it, it's slightly sad, but uh, yeah, no, hang appropriate. On. Yeah, I don't know whether that's going to deafen you lot. I, I really hope it's not going to deafen you lot. Whoa! Whoa! Um, the Wii shop is shutting. In a couple of years. But it's uh, shutting. It's, and it, and it's kind of fair enough. Like it's been, it's been around for its time, and it's now two generations ago rather than one generation ago. Um. 
But January 2019, away goes the Wii Shop and 200 virtual console titles uh, will go with it. Uh, so, it's up same. Yeah. Because there's some good shit on there. Uh, but obviously, it, you know, it probably just doesn't require supporting anymore. I'd imagine it's very rarely used, if at all. Uh, and if people are if people are using Wii's now, let's be honest, they typically homebrew it. So, I have a I, I have a, uh, a a problem with with all of this sort of um, with digital media, and it's something that I feel quite passionate about, and that's um, it, it's archival of games history. Yeah. Archival of uh, games is super important. It is so important. And it upset me when PT was pulled without a trace, without yeah. a word. It was gone. I mean, and I mean, unless you had it on the system, yeah, that was so much work and so much love put into PT. Mm-hmm. Um, things now on the Wii Shop channel, things like uh, Little King Story, for example. You know, we're going to. We're gonna lose these, and mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure what measures are being put in place to keep them, to to keep a, a record of these games. Some of the, um, and I, I know they're not the best developer anymore, but Hudson Soft had a bunch of games on there that you couldn't I get anywhere else. I miss good Hudson Soft. Well, yeah, like yeah, they they made the bloody raw games. I love those games, man. Those games are great. Old Bomberman, the the Bomberman RPG that was actually really good mm-hmm. was Hudson, um, and I forget what that's called. Uh, I think it might be Adventure, but I, I do forget. Um, but yeah, a lot of these games that are only digitally available on that platform, we might lose them, and that's and- really sad. I I can understand. Oh well, nobody uses Wii's anymore, but I think we now need to find a way. And, and make a conscious effort to make sure that all these games are archived somewhere, that they're safe. Well, the, the other thing as well is like, I bought this game and I know I, all I bought was a license. But you owned it. Well, and I now owned it's gone. this game. I paid the same price, if not more, than I would have for a physical copy. And now I can no longer get it again. And that. Now. A, a lot of the uh, a lot of the games that you've bought, you can still access them. Uh, you can you can download them now, and they'll they'll be available on your Wii and whatever. And of course, Wii's you can plug a a, a hard drive into. Yeah. So that, that bit's not a problem. The problem that I have is the games that are online only. These will now start to get shut down. So those games that you have a license for that you've bought. They're not going to work anymore. They're now defunct. I remember uh, working in game and there was a, a PS3 game and it's totally escaped my memory, but Steve will probably know uh, that was an online only shooter. And we were selling it for about three quid. So right. mums were picking it up because it's a shooter for three quid on the PS3. Look at that. But you couldn't play it because the servers had been turned off. But they hadn't been recalled. Because nobody at game cared. That's... So... Mag? Yes! Yes, Mag was one of them. There were there were a couple, but Mag was one of them. So... We were selling... We were actively selling these games. But... People couldn't... Play them. 
The other That's thing was uh, I, I did a couple of, you would come in uh, in the afternoon and people had been doing trade-ins all morning. So you'd yep. go and, you know, you'd wash your hands, you'd sell in, and then you'd start putting away all the games that people had traded in that morning. Right. Um, people would have traded in World of Warcraft expansions. I mean, that's... And our systems were telling us that we could sell a World of Warcraft expansion for, I think it was something like either £1.50 or £3. I mean, I guess it's useful to not have to download it. No, right, like, but... That's all it is. It's just, it saves you having to download it. But... But even then, you're gonna have to download patches and whatever else. Yeah, like, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. You don't own the game because the code on it's already been used. It's oh yeah. already been linked to somebody else's. Like you're so, literally being, yeah, a f faster download. So like this that. is this is what worries me about a lot of this. Um, a, a, a lot of this. Okay, we're gonna shut down the service to this. We're gonna we're gonna shut down the the, the storefront to that. Is that a lot of these games and a lot of these. Um, uh, a, a lot of these online titles, you just can't use them anymore. You can't play them anymore. And if you want to re-download yeah. them, there's no way to re-download them. They're, from they're it. gone. Yeah, they're, they're gone. And that, yeah, that's my concern, I guess. Because yes, you could like for for for, for the the uh, the virtual console stuff. I think what a lot of it was like re-released from old of older systems and whatever but there was definitely some exclusive stuff on there that's no longer anywhere else yeah yeah and that's gone mm -hmm. is it again there's a there's a lot of it but you can't help business right it's well just, as, yeah. as long as we start to archive it now and but the problem is it now gets to the point where you're almost encouraged towards piracy yep. because you can have it safe if you're homebrew yep. completely illegally but at least you have it but that's the only option and that shouldn't be the only option but because it is you almost feel entitled to do so mm -hmm. it almost feels okay to do it yep. and that's really fair yep but yeah, but it's a sad day. It's a very sad day. Uh, really? The Wii shop is is being shut. Um, and at least you got a bit of time to stock up all of your stuff. You got a year and a bit uh, yes. to do so. So thankfully, you got time to you know get yourself a little external hard drive and download your collection. Yeah, and thankfully. Hopefully, you'll be all right. Apart from the online ones, obviously. Mm -hmm. All right. Right. <sighs> Move on so, to something that I don't actually know all that much about. Uh, so this is something that's happening a lot sooner than a year and a bit away. It's happening in about a fortnight. Uh -huh. hey. uh, uh, uh. Yeah, it's about a Fortnite Battle Royale uh, mod thing. A mod? I don't know. It's not even really a mod. No, it's just a, a, a free... Just a thing that they made. Thing. Yeah. What does the stuff. So there's a, there's a couple of bits and pieces around this. Mm -hmm. um, first and foremost being the they had a bit of a spat with the PUBG devs insofar as they aren't very pleased because it's very very similar mm. to PUBG in the way that it plays you've got the same sort of 
uh, encroaching sphere of horror. Um, I- I'd say it operates differently enough. Yeah. Like the gunplay is completely different. The fact that you've got traps is completely different. Yeah, you can still build, build these stuff. forts and yeah. It, yeah, it's oh. completely different. You've got grades of weaponry in it. Um, so there's there's differentiation in there. I mean, you can get a fucking rocket launcher, for example, uh, which is pretty mad. Um, so there's some differentiation there, but you can kind of see where they're coming from, I guess. Yeah, um, I, I just I don't feel like one company should be able to go, hey, every genre. game in this genre, it's ours now. Yeah. That's not. That, yeah, that's that's not a thing. Uh, I mm. don't think. So yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah, it, I, I, there are similarities there, and like the fact you know you're flying on the bus in a very similar way to the airplane. It's meant to be parodied in that way uh you know it, it's it's intended to be um very very similar in that fashion yeah um so in addition to that they've also passed seven million players for their battle royale version which Ooh. you take into account the fact that PUBG. Uh, past 10 million, I want to say less than a month ago. That's yeah. not far off figures wise. Now, admittedly, the Fortnite version is free. I was going to say, yeah, the, the Fortnite one is, is free. Don't which account for a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> obviously, you got like your supply drops as well. You know, similar vein to the to the ba- PUBG ones, and it's sim- like they look similar style and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like it's, it's again. Uh, I, don't, I don't feel like you can go. Hey, every game in this genre is now mine. I don't feel like you know the the people who made Theme Hospital. Are like, hey, every every theme game, you know, Bullfrog, Turn Man, go. Every every theme game is ours. You can't have it. Yeah, that's cough not... up Mega Aquarium. Right, let's... Yeah, no. You're owned by Bullfrog. Oh wait, oh Bullfrog don't exist. So there is that. But um. I know. I, I, I find it interesting, at, at the very least. Like, I think uh, there, there's an element that I kind of appreciate in the similarity, because there's a lot of it that's very tongue-in-cheek, meant to directly yes. mimic PUBG stuff. Yeah. At the same time, I don't think there's really a a case there per se. No, I don't. I don't feel they've got a leg to stand on here. Um, the the format for Fortnite. That was quite difficult to say. Uh, the Fortnite, the, the format for Fortnite is so different that it rewards a different kind of gameplay. Mm. Again, these M-shaped forts, these these M-shaped forts where you can walk up and down in the V, mm-hmm. are game breaking. Absolutely game breaking. They're yep. wonderful. Like not not a problem. If you can mm-hmm. build one of them, you can kill most people off and stay relatively safe. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's silly that they're trying to do this, and it's a little bit petty, and I'm not I'm not a fan. I think of this I think that the the main thing was that you know they they made a very determined sort of jab towards PUBG, 
and it just ruffled feathers rather than being yeah. being took as the joke that it was intended to be. Yeah. Because it was quite clear that they whistled this one out through the door pretty pretty swiftly. Yeah, I mean they're updating it all the time and things to try and, you know, make sure that make it work. Yeah. Um, to be honest. Pretty much. Like it was very slapped together, I feel, from but existing game assets. People are enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and PUBG hasn't done any worse for it. In fact, that they're looking at, uh, they're now encroaching on two million concurrents for it, which is mental. Actually, mental. That's way more than dotes. Way more than Dota. Yep. yep. And Dota is Steam's baby. Yep. I hate that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely is. It's so, been top yeah. charts forever. I'm just, I'm just waiting now for a genre that doesn't have a power rail system. I, mate, I'm, I, done I with, I'm done with these now. Can we move I, on? I, I think the next big genre should be fucking geese. I'm not sure you'd want to fuck one. Well, depends on how much it annoyed me and if I was playing the part of the farmer. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I think the next genre should be stealth geese. Oh, dear. I, I, I would be more than willing to go along to see that done to death. Like I, I will play every single rehash and shitty new version of Stealth Geese. Yep. Stealth Geese OP. Yeah. I think just anything at this point that isn't Battle Royale, like I'm, I'm, I'd be great with. I'd be really happy. Yeah, with. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've never been a fan. No. Never ever ever. Shall we? Things that we do like. Yes. Let's talk about things that we do like. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a slight admission. And that this week's uh, this week's recommendations, I fucked them up. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about what your recommendation is for this week, and then we're gonna sort mine out on the fly, live on air. We're gonna <laughs> just like your thing in the note. Uh, <laughs> what did you even type that in? Uh, about five, ten minutes ago, <laughs> when I also downloaded the trailer for it, and we're gonna slot it in. And we're going to make it work live okay. on air because I feel like I can't go this week without talking about it. I was oh. clearly super tired and without tea when I sat down and went, yeah, we'll talk about whatever. Okay. We're not going to talk about that game. Yeah. Right. We're going to so. talk about something more important. Let's talk about yours first. And then, as I say, we're going to do mine live. And then what we'll do, I think, is we'll talk about our picks from EGX, if that's okay. That sounds good. Yeah. So, cool. this week, I have been playing... Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony. Uh, <laughs> imagine a Phoenix Wright game, but significantly more weeby and fucking mad. Like, so it's very hard to talk about without giving spoilers. Because uh, it like right up, almost from the outset, there's some like really good twists and turns. Um, but yeah, like so, you're placed in a school that's been made for these fourteen people. Only fourteen it 16? of them, or it might be sixteen. Okay, well, whatever, fourteen or sixteen. Like, um, an entire school for them. Yes, uh, been made for them, and they're told that they're taking part in a killing game. And it's basically whoever survives gets to go out. And whoever doesn't, well, you know, you don't. Uh, <laughs> and they've all got their own talents and their own skills. Like they're, they're all like specifically 
talented in certain different ways and they keep getting pressured to kill each other in various because they, they, they all decide quite early on that they don't want to and they want to all be friends and they want to help each other escape in some way shape or form from this school but they get pushed towards murdering each other by saying the next person that murders someone and gets away with it gets to go Oh, here, here are the reasons that this person would want to escape and we'll just give those reasons to other random members of the people that are there so everyone kind of knows each other's secrets I feel like I feel like we're, we're hitting a trend now with your uh, recommended games between this and Tokyo Dark where you're like hey this is a lot of reading but it's weird as shit mm-hmm Oh, Tokyo Dark, Jesus Christ. I've taken less lethal acids uh, tabs. Like, My Jesus, life. that game is something. But um, well, actually, no, this is probably more acid-ish, but still. It um, but, but then, so when someone's been murdered and the, the body's been discovered, you go into a class trial, which is literally a court case where you all sit there and argue about who must have done it, and you stitch together the 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 line of facts and the, and the timeline of events and things that must and mustn't have happened and you argue the points because if you get the person if you choose the correct person that that did the murder mm -hmm. then they will be killed and all of you will be safe if you choose a wrong person then the person who did the murder goes away scot free and all of the people that got it wrong get punished. Oh, okay. If you refuse to vote, you get killed. Good. If you break any of the rules, you get killed. Good. Um, so it forces a lot of really dicey situations. And like, I'm not that much of a weeb, I promise. Mm -hmm. like I'm, re I'm really not. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm ironically a weeb mm -hmm. in a lot of situations. Uh -huh. But I don't normally go for anything quite this... I don't know. Animu. But like... <laughs> it's the only way I can describe it. But like, there's there's a certain charm to this. It's very self-aware. Mm. And it's very... As I imagine an acid trip would be, yes. Well, <laughs> it's very tongue-in-cheek in a lot of places. But right. equally, like, it's just... This game has the word cunt in it. I've never seen the word cunt in a game. Have you? I'm just trying to think now. Unless I put it in as a character's name, I don't think so. And I do that very rarely. Like, I'm not, I'm not 12. Away. I do that very rarely. Uh, but there is... Blown away. Sorry, that was just a mature rating that said that it had uh, partial nudity and violence and all this sort of thing. So yeah, I can, I can believe it wholeheartedly. There's definitely no, partial nudity. There's definitely violence. Is, uh, it, is it a little bit funny or is it all very serial? Oh no, there's definitely there's definitely some good humour in there because okay. like every character is a trope of some description. Right, gotcha. So yeah, there's okay. the really spunky, vivacious woman that like thinks everyone's in love with her and is determined to sort of show off her womanly wiles. There's a really big, strong and dumb guy. There's a really kind of conniving, sneaky dude that's trying to manipulate everyone. There's the really sort of do-gooder little girl trying to like make everyone happy and make sure everything's 
above boards and whatever else. Uh, it, it, yeah, you name a trope, it's basically in there. But the interplay between all of them is is pretty good. Um, do you have a waifu? Is my is I? my like final question as to whether I ought to buy this or not? Uh, yeah, you can you can gift things to people to befriend them. No, no, it's no. Got, but, but like, do you? Do have I a, personally have one? Do I'm you torn. Personally, have a waifu. I am torn. Um, it's either the the really the, the really crude sexually charged girl because she just comes out with the most ridiculous outlandish things that I've mm. ever seen or Gonta who's like a big muscle man who's an absolute moron like he doesn't even speak in complete sentences and like you, like it, yeah he's just an absolute idiot but he means the best like anytime it's dangerous like everyone get behind me I'll protect you but like he'll be facing the wrong direction because he doesn't understand that that's the way he should be facing like he's just an absolute moron and it's fantastic right. but it's really fun i've i've actually really been I enjoying feel, yeah i feel like i need to pick especially because it's on the vita um yeah um like vita ps4 and pc as well it's on steam oh there we go i was quite surprised yeah all right okay um so this is the bit where everything goes to shit for a second so please bear with me because we're going to switch over to my my no, no, no. Uh, hip, hip, hip. this is uh, so this is a new section f of the podcast that we're only including for this one week only, but <gasps> we're going to try it out. I already did it! First try! Sorry, I'm going to shout a lot. First try, this... I already did it. I take that back, it's fine. Uh, Pip, what have you been playing this week? Alright. Sorry, I'd already fixed it, apparently, because <laughs> I'm really clever and really good at my job. Uh, so this week, I've been playing a game called Hellblade. Uh, 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 Senua's Sacrifice. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is not very expensive. It is one of the most important narrative experiences for the last couple of years. Hands down. This is Contender for Game of the Year. It's very short, it's very linear. Uh, it is a puzzle and combat game. The combat feels kind of almost Dark Souls-esque, um, but it lacks the, the depth and complexity that armor sets and move sets and things uh, kind of give it. Um, I don't want to spoil it, uh, but this is the story of a woman dealing with mental illness and having lost the person that she loves the most she goes to uh, what the Norse believe to be uh, uh, hell she marches right up to the gates and vows to get him back she vows to absolutely save his soul but, as I say, she's dealing with a lot of mental illness, so she, uh, you, as, as, as her, or watching her throughout the entire game, hear voices. Some of the voices help you. They tell you when to block. They help give you hints as to the, the puzzles surrounding you. Uh, and the puzzles, again, all rely on her mental illness in that she sees runes everywhere. So you have to start identifying these runes in the environment to be able to overcome challenges that the gods have set you and move on. Some of the voices, however, lie. Hmm. But you're not entirely sure when they're lying to you, or what they're lying about. Some of the voices tell her that she can't do it. That she should turn back. That she's no good to anybody. That she can't save him. It's about an eight-hour experience. Um, if you're not looking for all of the uh, all of the uh, runes and things. But this is 
the most important narrative experiences that we've had for a long while. Uh, they spoke to the University of Cambridge and the Wellcome Trust in order to fully understand mental illness or to understand to the best of their ability mental illness. And so the game shows you what it is like to have those various illnesses at every single step of the game. It's clever, it's thought-provoking, it's dark, and it's difficult. As, as somebody who deals with depression, as somebody who has various family issues and things going on, um, as somebody who understands love, this was a very difficult game to play. But would you say that, uh, I mean, obviously everyone's experience is different and therefore it can not be truly a parallel, but like, would you say that it, it handles each of the mental illnesses that it touches on well and yes. correctly does it represent yes. them as it should yes in fact there's a big uh there's a big feature at oh, i say a big feature it's about 25 minutes it's a making of that the game has where it shows you the developers sitting down with patients who have ptsd who have visual and auditory hallucinations who have depression uh who have various uh different forms of psychopathy and psychosis um and it shows you the developers talking to them. It shows you them playing the game at various points. It shows you them talking about their symptoms and then how the symptoms are shown in game. But it does uh. it all very... Okay, so this is difficult. It, it shows them all very respectfully. Yeah. At no point does it mock them. Yes, no, uh, well, I, I would imagine almost worse would be if it patronised them. No, yeah, no. no that... there's, there's none of that. But because of that, some of it is quite difficult to play. There were a couple of sections where she mentions uh, her family and I would have a knot in my stomach and I mm -hmm. hold my controller that little bit tighter. Um, some of the things that the voices say, I'd be kind of gripping my controller a little bit tighter or I'd be just turning away from the screen ever so slightly so as to not have mm -hmm. to deal with it. Um, that's good storytelling though. That's, that's compelling, strong storytelling. We almost played it all in one sitting because I didn't want to put it down. And you'll know I'm the worst for finishing games. I am actually the worst for playing... Other than this one, when was the last? I finished Stardew. Like, I 100%ed Stardew. When? That was a long time ago now. When, that, when that first when came when out. When that first came out? Yeah. yeah that's over a year. Um... I don't You're know, there's bound to be something. There's bound to... I've finished a lot of Civ games recently. <laughs> I'm not very good at finishing games. I'm not very good. My my like, um... Yeah, to give an indication. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not I struggle with things holding my attention for, for long periods of time. I do I, I struggle. One shot, we finished one shot. Yes, thank that you. Was, that what, was fairly recently. Ago? Maybe a bit less. Maybe four four yeah. months ago. Not yeah. too long, but still, like one. Yeah, one, one every, every. One a like, quarter, even is still yeah. quite low. Yes. So, um, but we almost did this in one sitting because I didn't want to put it down. I didn't want her to not finish her journey. Yeah. I got quite upset at the ending, uh, and I felt the ending coming from a long point in, and I still protested it when it came around. Yeah. It's clever the way that the storytelling works is clever and as I say everything's handled beautifully. Uh, the combat is hard. The combat auto adjusts to how good you are. Fuck that. The combat is hard. You can change that. You can change uh. it to easy, medium or hard. But it does have this super, super clever thing. Um, and despite what things tell you, 
because there were a lot of stories when the game first came out that there was no permadeath. When you start up the game, it says that there's a rot in your arm, and if it creeps to your head, it's game over and you lose all your progress. Mm-hmm. They didn't mean that in a literal sense, but still be wary of the rot. Okay. So every every all these news stories that you heard about this when it came out first, mm-hmm. take them with a pinch of salt. This game is as long as you can handle the content amazing and important and if you can spare the eight hours to play it and if you can deal with the heavy themes that it has please play it please buy it please support ninja theory in this because this is the closest to the double a industry that we've had and they've taken the time to understand and they've taken the time to come at this respectfully Oh, my internet's just fallen through the floor. And it becomes again. Good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they've taken the time to, to deal with this respectfully. So, it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, this was I was very pessimistic about this when it came out. And I was like, I don't know. Because a lot of this stuff is so ham-handed most of the time. So, maybe I will. Maybe, it. maybe. Genuinely, if you were considering it... Yeah, if you were considering it, but were worried about how they've approached mental illness. Oh yeah, I was just expecting it to just be really awkwardly dealt with. No, no, uh, to to a point where it becomes the norm for you as you play. Okay. The visual and auditory hallucinations uh, hallucinations become a norm as you play. Okay. So, that's that's how well, that that that's how much of the narrative, how well woven in, they are. So yeah, that's my game of this week. Uh, cool. Again, yeah, it, it's not terribly expensive. If you can spend the eight hours play and you like linear puzzle and combat-based experiences, you want to learn a bit about mental illness. I learned a lot. I learned a lot from playing it and watching the featurette. 100% worth it. 100% worth it. Cool. All I right. will c- consider it on my list. Good. My ever-growing, expanding... Never depleting list. Yeah, that one. So, we went to EGX. We did. Uh, should we talk very briefly? Elizabethanly. I could try. Should we talk very briefly about a game that we saw that was good? Uh, I saw quite a few. Do you mean yeah. a particular one, perhaps? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> This is one that we actually, for me, this is one we actually took to the stage to talk about, and we even played a bit. We did a voiceover for it, which was magnificent. Um, It was something. It was something. Um, So this was possibly my favourite part of the entire stage time (laughs) at AGX, and it was fantastic. So we sat there, we sat there rattling through our content, and then the man in my ear goes, right, we're going to show the trailer now. So I go, all right, well, we should look at the trailer and blah, blah, blah. blah. Let's, let's watch it now. So we're watching the trailer and it's the, literally this that you can see on right now. As you say that, come for the pussy, stay for the tail flashes oh, on you screen. Up? You, you timed that perfectly. Okay. So like that literal line is at the end of the, the trailer. And I, I'm getting counted back in through my ear. 
to go, go back to be, you know doing content and the dude's counting down he started from eight and it says like you know come for the pussy stay for the towel and he gets to five and he's like that's like eight seven six five four <laughs> three two one and i he's, he's counted me in whilst cackling in my ear yeah and i I, I don't know how I wasn't just immediately like prostrate across the floor from from the, the, the just sheer hysteria. Genuinely, he got to two and could hardly breathe. Yeah, it, well, I, um, I, I had to guess where one and then zero <laughs> was because I couldn't hear it because it was just giggles. It was the fact um, that we we came back in and we were super professional for like two seconds and then we both laughed because it was so yeah. silly. Um, um, so that alone. Uh, was enough to make me want to. But uh, this is this is so my bag. Like yeah. I like really tongue-in-cheek, self-aware humor, and this has it in spades. Like it's just super, super aware of how how dumb it is, but in the best possible way. And you can date cats. I mean, cats are wonderful at the best of times, and it's all very. Yeah, it's very bossa. Uh, you know, they made Surgeon Simulator. They made I Am Bread, where you literally play as a slice of bread trying to toast itself. Yep. I mean, need I say more? It's it's in it's in that kind of ballpark. Um, and you know, we played uh, a snippet of it on stage where we dated one of the cats. Yeah. So you you were the the dater and I was the cat. Yes, I was Audrey, Audrey, I believe. Audrey, yes. Yes. And I, I, I never want to feel that uncomfortable ever again. What? What? It was you so never want to feel the discomfort of being Trixie the cat in front of thousands of Twitch viewers. I just... On a massive stage. Oh. It just... Dating you as a cat has been the highlight of my gaming career so far. Uh, yeah, I remember school feeling this this move along rock too. I mean, to say that I giggled uh, is the understatement of the year. Like that was, it was very difficult to hold my con- composure whilst I was playing with the long, smooth rock that reminded me of someone. <laughs> Just. <laughs> How did we get through that? I don't know. I don't. I was I was I was ready to storm off the stage in outrage of my own content. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the spot that I was in. Yeah. yeah. Um So yeah, that's my pick just because I love I love the unique titles that you get at events like this. Like, you know, you, you get a lot of the triple A's and you get a lot of stuff that do a genre well. But you don't get stuff that just are prepared to do whatever the fuck it wants. Yeah. And that's what I really, really appreciate about Perfect Day. They made a game that they thought of and went, we're going to make this. But I feel like this has got a hint of her TOEFL boyfriend to it, where her sure. TOEFL boyfriend, the first time you go through it, you're like, oh, this is a jaunty game about dating birds. Lol, lol, lol. And suddenly the feels kind of hit you in the face. Yeah. And then you play it through again and you kind of go, oh. There's something yeah. here. Yeah, and, 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 and there again, is with this. And again, and there's, you know, 
this screams the same thing because you're a researcher on this island where they're mm -hmm. losing cats and losing people. Yes. So like, I, I think you're the third or fourth in in a row to investigate this particular area or something. Yeah, something like that. And some of the some of the cats uh, disappear to the other side of the island and they don't come, come back. back. So a mystery to be solved. Mm, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, talking of mysteries. Mm. My pick would be Sunless Skies. Now, this is one that we uh, we spoke about briefly on stage, but the reason that I bring this forward is my one concern with this. Uh, this is the sequel to Sunless Seas, where you are driving a train through space, being hunted by eldritch abominations. Because this is, again, this is Victorian period, uh, and um, England wants their empire to expand to everywhere including space and yep. and fair play to them precisely so they strap on a couple of gatling guns to some trains and off they pop into space where there are mm -hmm. eldritch abominations and suns going out and all this sort of thing now my concern with this before i looked at it on the show floor was the quality of the storytelling because they've changed the way that the storytelling works in that some of the storytelling is now constant so before you'd end a run with sunless seas you'd take your captain you'd take his, his son or uh, an heir and then you would do the content again but the content would have all gone back to the beginning some of this is perpetual mm -hmm. so as i play more and more playthroughs my world will differ in what's gone on and what gangs are more prominent in things to your playthrough. So I was kind of worried about how the how the narrative was going to have, uh, whether the quality of story writing would be as good because they have all these extra bits to worry about. Right. Branching then, parts are always difficult to account for. For sure. Since then, one of my favourite, 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 favourite authoresses has been brought on to write a port. So any fears I had about the quality of the writing not being good enough? Oh, gone. Gone. Absolutely. Um, have you got a link to Cass's Twitter? We should we should probably Um, I don't but I can I can certainly grab one. I think I know what her Twitter is. It is what I think it is. Uh so Cassandra Core, who is one of the most Wonderful, wonderful writers of um, macabre fiction, of unsettling fiction, of slightly Eldritch further than... Madness. Yeah. Um, she wrote a, a lot recently uh, pieces of microfiction about what Disney princesses would, would be like were their fathers different. Mm -hmm. These little oddities that when you read them are wonderful. She writes about flavours, about everything having a flavour, which is kind of good considering she writes about a cannibal chef. The, the, my favourite thing that she wrote was um, she was asking for... Well, the, well actually, no, two of the favourite things that she's written. Uh, one time she was asking for ingredients and she was writing recipes that were just involving like human flesh. Yes. And the souls of the dying and whatever else. And another time for favourites, she was providing beauty tips so it was like, make your eyes seem brighter by removing them and putting them in a glass of bleach before bedtime or, or stuff like that. And just like really, really sort of twisted, dark sort of 
I know. Oh yeah, it was it was to, to ensure to ensure your eyes shine, take them from a fresh victim each time. Yes, exactly. And you're like, oh, oh. okay, okie doke. Yep. Mm, yep. That'd do it. Yep. <laughs> um, I something about eyeliner to to produce the darkest eyeliner. Um, leave it somewhere where it can hear the whispers of the dark. Um, I mean, I, I can probably fish some of these out. Let let uh, them creep into good. the pot, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, um, so she is absolutely the right person to be taking on for this, and if that's the standard of writing that they're gonna have, the game's gonna be wonderful, hands down. Uh, this is an early access at the moment. You can access the first area out of four. It's not quite balanced right yet. It it does feel a little bit empty yet, but considering the amount of content that they're looking to put in it, I'm not worried. I'm not yeah. I'm not worried about this uh, at this point. And I think actually considering the game that we are undoubtedly going to get, mm -hmm. um, the price that they're asking for it right now, I don't really have a problem with. Um, no, I will say that the art has taken a giant leap forward from Sunless Seas as well. Yeah. So not only mechanically has it moved forward, you know, your trains are quite easy to control compared to the ships that were, you know, heavy and, and all that sort of thing. Um, these are these are clever. These are mechanically the game is very clever. Visually, the game is gorgeous looking already, and they still have a, a lot lot more work. Um, and and it has a port written by someone who once gave us a beauty tip: drink plenty of fu uh, of fluids, but avoid anything secreted by the trees with faces like someone you know. Sorry, what? Yep. What? <laughs> That's what. Have you got the whole thread? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I want that in my inbox later, please. Cause, I uh, mean, let's just uh, let me pop in the chat as well for, pe chat. Yeah. for people's enjoyment, but. Um, it's just set your lipstick with powder for a tissue. Do not look at the lipstick. Do not even think about what is on it. It's just like these little stabs of horror. Like it's just brilliant. Wash your hair in cold water. Do not give it a chance to recover. You will regret it. Yeah. I, do not skimp just... on your skincare routine. Carrion insect. Carrion insects are very astute. Like... Microdermabrasion treatments are fantastic for large pores, maggot wounds, and necrosis. Like it's just, oh my it's just, life! It's just bang on. It's 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 actually Perfectly wonderful. Unsettling. Yeah, yeah, she's she's wonderful. So she is, uh, she is the right person to write some of this, and I I'm super excited, super yeah. super excited for it. So yes, Sunless Skies would be my pick. Um, although Mega Aquarium was wonderful, production line was wonderful, Living the Deal's gonna be good fun, um, uh, Dissidia was really good, we won a Dissidia tournament, which was nice. We were so good. Uh, we were really good, actually, we were really good. We didn't get given an extra try. Yeah, but we, we could have lost that, we didn't. To be, to be fair, once we got our extra try, we were very good. Yeah, we were very good. Um, uh, it's because I was playing. I was, in all fairness, the most part of it was I was playing a bad character and letting the side down. Right, and then you switched to. A and then it was okay. Really good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. Those those are our picks. Uh oh. Uh, uh the other one that I would that I would say because I like a bit of what the shit is that. Um, is. Oh, and oh, I that astrology one? Yes, the astrology one. And we're just going to find out what it's called. 
But uh, there's a game where you follow along in a pop-up book. You are uh, an astrologer. And you have to fix people's problems by reading the stars and hoping that your vague reading means something to them. So yeah. that you fix their problem enough that they're happy, but mm -hmm. also not enough so that they come back. Um, Niche. <laughs> yeah, it was it was super odd. Yeah. Super, super, super odd. And it was based on an, an actual uh astrologer from uh Yesteryear. From yesteryear, yes. But it was really good. Like, it looked interesting. I didn't really take a close look at it, but it looked pretty cool. It was all in a little pop-up book, and you you pulled the little star signs out to see what it said, and it would say it's kind of like um you know in Heavy Rain where it would say trousers, and you'd press the button in the vain hope that you would put on trousers rather than take off the persons next to you. Yeah, or, or just shout the word trousers. Yes. So yeah. that's kind of how it worked on a on a star sign kind of level. Okay. Was that it, you know, there'd be a guy and he's like, hey, so this is this woman I really like. And the stars would say something like, um, uh, like, warring is in your future, um, but warring is always consoled softly. Right. And you kind of go... What, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll go with that. And you then let the client kind of vaguely interpret it and they yeah. go and yeah so it, it was kind of clever in that way you had to make these decisions based on just not a lot of information and that was mm -hmm. kind of cool um he liked raiders of the broken planet uh, as well for like all of the, the you enjoy it when you actually got around to playing it yeah yeah that was good fun uh again bit. asymmetric stuff need some work and some polish but asymmetric shooters are cool Hmm. Nobody's That's done quite right yet. No. But asymmetric shoe is a cool. You know, I never looked at Homo Machina in the end either. Uh, we ought to get in touch with them and see if we can we can give that a go at some point. I I, I, I they had like a iPad halfway through the third day. Aww. I was like, no. That's sad. But yeah. I'm not. That's that's uh. Yeah, those those I think were probably our, our games of the floor. Um, well, I really enjoyed my time there, I'll be honest. Oh, you were off doing Yogscasty stuff? Yes. And... Yeah, it was good fun. It was good fun. Uh, I played Hots with the Yogscast. Um, I was super bad. Really bad. But well, I popped into their... imagine my surprise. <laughs> I've popped into their streams uh, like after that. And it, it, they've all been really nice. They've all been super nice about things. So it's mm -hmm. you know it, it was a it was a good experience all round I think. Um, yeah. Oh god. I, I I really think it was a good experience all round, and as I say, we took this on stage. That was mental. Yeah, and that's pretty fucking cool. I uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we've been doing this since when April. Yeah. And we've done Twitch stage with it, and that's. Further than I thought we would get with it, really. Because I know what my attention span is for doing stuff what is actually a little bit difficult. Mm. 
<laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, again, you've just got to look at my record for how many games have I finished this year? Oh, yeah, there is like, that. You know. um, but I'm, in, I'm enjoying what we do here, and I'm, I'm always super glad that people drop by and they listen on YouTube and on, on uh, SoundCloud and things like that. Like, it's, it's, it's good. Um, I've got some homework for people watching uh, the, the stream or the YouTube or listening to SoundCloud, though. Who do you want to see on future episodes of 6 out of 10? Because hmm. we're always looking for new people, but we've, we, we, we continually move within our sort of friendship groups and people that we already know yeah. or the people that we directly admire. But obviously you guys are going to know a hell of a lot more people than we do hmm. and from a bunch of different places and whatever else. So shoot sneaky tweet over, point them in our general direction. We'll see if we can line some people up. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to see some new fresh faces in the mix for the future. Yeah, I feel like I feel like shooting us a, a, a tweet or a message is, is probably the best way. But yeah, let us know who you'd like to hear from. Um, yes, yes, Stephen, you, you do. You need to get a Saturday off, you fuck. Yep. I mean, it'd be lovely to have you on. It six. really, no, it really would. It really, really <laughs> would. No. Um, Definitely so. The other thing that uh, me and me and Sam have been toying with, and I think we need to find a time slot for this now, yes. is that all these bizarre games that we recommend you guys, we'd like to bring you a little bit of gameplay. And I'm I'm, I'm saying this out loud so that not only do I corner Sam into do, into like doing this, but I corner me into doing this as well because I know I'm as I'm as bad You're as responsible him. Responsible for it now. Well, you are all responsible yeah. for making us do the things. Yeah. So we're actually looking to expand the 6 out of 10 family just, just a little bit. Uh, and we'd actually like to do the 6 out of 10 not bad gameplay. Um, where we take turns, where Sam will play a game one week and I'll play a game the next. And we talk through a game recommendation, we play through a game recommendation um, that we very much like. Alright, no, right, so no, it's going to be more like the bastard son of the podcast because I'm going to purposefully find really weird shit <laughs> and make Pip suffer through me playing it. Pip's going to be like, this adventure, oh, there was so much emotion tied to this. It really made me think about my life and the way that I do it. And I'm going to be like, this is Nick Cage Simulator. You can literally <laughs> talk to Nicolas Cage and he's going to make a weird face at you and run off. See, That's going to be where I'm coming from. I think from. Every, every couple of weeks we ought to switch it so you pick a game for me and I pick a game for you. Well, that's not going to be fun, though. I'm going to have to play something halfway sensible. We both know I don't yeah, do that. Yeah, but I have got <laughs> to play Nicolas Cage Simulator. You do play nonsense occasionally. I never play a serious game. I only ever play Honey Pop and Wow when I come off stream. Like, are you kidding me? I don't. I don't actually play video games. Are you? Are you kidding? No, I, mean, I, I suppose. I, I feel like I feel like that'd be a really nice addition to the family, and it's something that you guys can look forward to because we are going to find a time slot to be to be able to do. It. I am the awkward one. In that I go out and play cards all the time. Um, I just sit here waiting for someone to call. <laughs> you have Zoom, you can start the call yourself, but you can only do it for about 40 minutes because I'm the one that pays for it. Um, <laughs> but no, we, there's something that we're looking to bring to the stream for definite, so you guys can maybe look forward to that soon. I'd like to, I for sure like to get that off the ground soon. That'd be really good. Um, mm hmm. But yeah, I feel like I feel like maybe we ought to we ought to title this week's episode and have a little scuttle off. Yeah, uh, but keep us honest, people in in the crowds, 
send us tweets with recommendations of games yep maybe we would want to see that as the thing uh, uh, on on the memes like let us know your opinions because that's how we know that we're doing things that you actually want to see rather than just doing stuff to please ourselves yeah although to be fair i, I do that anyway but yeah um <laughs> It's fine. I like to pretend that you guys actually want to see the shit that I want to throw out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, title of the episode. What what made this episode six out of ten not bad? Um, I I kind of I, I really want to call this six out of ten really scary bootlegs. I'll be honest. Um, I, I want to call it six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Evolved to now is six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I put I mean, that video back on? Is the question. But, <laughs> can, I, can I put this video back but, on? I'm, I'm, like, it's, it's, been, it's been a long day. I, I already streamed before we even started this podcast. It's been a lot. That's as close to a honk that I'm going to get. Good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing you could tell the difference if you went forward with your app idea. On that one. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's an easy. That's that's an easy category. Yeah. I feel. Uh, Tutorial <laughs> tier. Oh my life. <laughs> six, six out of ten. <laughs> yep. There you go. Yeah, we reckon that's. <laughs> there you go. That's the title of, of today's episode. Six no. out of ten. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much guys for joining us as always uh thank you for bearing with us through our just flat out insanity yeah absolute unbridled and unbridled insanity oh there you go good uh no no black none white none blue none No, it's not. It's definitely not. Uh, but no, thank you so much, for guys, for doing this as per usual. We will be back next week, 5 p.m. on Saturday, B- BST. Unless the times change, in which case it's GMT, but I think it's still BST. Um, no idea when the, to- the clocks go back, actually. No, no. This month at some point, question mark. At some point, I'll wake up an hour early and be really grumpy, and I mean, then it will be that day. Is that is that different from... I know. No, it's a good one this time, isn't it? Should we get an hour this extra is, this sleep? This is full back. So, yes. Yeah, so we, we get an hour extra sleep. Oh, I'll be less grumpy for a day then. Yeah, Nick. Oh, a day. Oh, I do hope that falls on a... It's not going to. Oh, well. Normally falls to Saturday night, Sunday morning, unfortunately. Pish. Anyway. Anyway. Huh? <laughs> 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 this is what we were sat doing. This is what we were Why saying. Why seeing geese in a field and I had to say hello? We, we were late to today. I, I just, I, I give up doing outro. <laughs> we were late to today's stream because he was making goose noise. Well, no, it wasn't even goose noises. It was a nude, nude. Yeah. Um, it was the fact that we were doing Wii Shop music as Pingu. Mm-hmm. Which is more difficult. I invite you guys yeah. to try. It's the fast. It's the fast. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Super difficult. Super difficult. Don't even at me for my newt skills. 
Guys, I love you a great deal. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to head out for today. Many, many thanks. You guys have been wonderful. We'll see you again next week. Thank you again to you guys who are on Patreon. Thank you to you guys who are on the YouTubes and SoundClouds. You guys make us very happy in our silly faces. Much appreciated, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Many loves, the bad, the bad, the bad, the bad. Bye. <laughs>